Casey. Michelle. You ready to do this? Yeah, let's get started. got the original music back our non-theme song theme song yeah yay don't know why it wasn't working last week but we got it now we got it back uh we got a lot to get into this week oh yeah Uh, do you want (laughs) where do we want to start case um let's we'll wrap it up with um with the story that we're dreading to discuss so let's okay. get let's do some like um housekeeping okay so if we're gonna yeah housekeeping then let's kick it off with um some brad pitt follow-up yeah everyone's favorite topic to discuss is some brad the original brad brad pitt oh yeah who would who's the second brad uh, brad i wouldn't go Bradley cooper i'd go no see i'd go garrett <laughs> yeah i think you're probably the only person listening besides me who knows not for I'm not out of preference <laughs> but brad lee cooper to me is brad lee yeah and i guess so i don't know why it, you know well in my phone he's brad so all <laughs> right when you text each other yeah. every night okay. yeah so it's tough because i'm like oh brad p or brad c and he's like coop and i'm like oh yeah i don't even know i don't i, I should save you under coop because i have him we like, call each other i have him under as coops see exactly <laughs> so always go with the last name if you want to get with a guy. <laughs> Yo, Coops. Yo, what up, Coops? It's worked for me for 20 years. Exactly. Just, like, just get real, real friendly and like real masculinely aggressive. <laughs> and he'll never want you to Anyone else. Yeah, exactly. Like more, da- more dating tips. You tuned, in. <laughs> you tuned in for all things celebs, but every once in a while we give you a gem of you get, knowledge. Yeah, a fantastic dating tips. Um, all right, so, and I do actually, now that you point that, like, he is the original Brad, obviously, but, yeah, he's really, he's never not gonna be followed for his love life. I feel kind of bad. I used to feel a little worse, and then I started to actually enjoy his acting. Because for a while, I thought, I was like, maybe he's just not even that good of an actor, and that's never why. Never say that. But yeah, and then I started watching um, others. What did I see? I think I saw like Legends of the Fall too early, and I was like, "This guy's awful. This movie's awful." <laughs> Sorry to people. There's some people out there who are obsessed with Legends of the Fall, so I really apologize. But I, well, I, yeah, I think I was just like 14 when I watched it, and I was like, yeah. "I should not be watching this." I feel like the only thing good about that was his hair, and I don't even like long hair. I don't like long hair, so I was like, "But, is but he can pull yeah. it off. I mean, he can pull up every look." Yeah, so. true. True, true, true. But all right. So the facts of Brad this week. Um, so apparently he's actually doing a lot better than everybody's been suspecting. Even though, I don't know why. There's a reason he didn't return any of our phone calls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like nobody should be feeling bad for him. I don't know why I ever do. But so apparently he's dating and he has been for a minute. A 27 year old German model, Nicole Patrulowski. Um, She looks a lot like Irina Shake Sheik. Shike. Yeah, yeah, she does. If we're gonna go, if we're talking about Coopers and Bradleys and Brads, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Pitt's not a Cooper at all. Um, and so yeah, she's real cute. Um, apparently she's married to a much much older gentleman. When I saw the picture, I would say minimally fifty five, top seventy five. So yeah, he's in it's, that range. It's clearly a relationship that was. He's apparently her. a restaurant too. Uh, 
And they so, met at the husband's restaurant and they've been dating a minute, but um, he flew over with her to the South of France to the Chateau that he bought with Angelina. And that's, we were really mostly interested in this story. A, because I mean, obviously we're going to get married. Uh, no, that, that to me was not, I was like, if you look at her husband and then Brad Pitt starts talking to you and even a good husband, a nice, nice man would be like, yeah, of course it's Brad Pitt. Like, what <laughs> Yeah, of course you can go with him. I'm fine with it. I'm going to die soon anyway. I know she's her life. She just went from being not only gorgeous to then rich yeah. to now being with the hottest man ever to. Uh, yeah. To exist. now unfortunately be tracked at all times as well. But uh, they, we were really kind of zoning in on this story because we were very confused as to what, how he got over to France. Obviously we knew it was by private jet but we were like, wait, wh- what are the guidelines? What's going on? How could he do this? Um, yeah, and-, and can we take our private jet tomorrow to yeah. the south of France as well? And guess what? We can if we can already afford a private jet. I mean, I got the PJ ready to go, Randall yeah. and Lala. <laughs> Shout out to our Bravo fan. <laughs> they, they, yeah, there's essentially no, they, like the FAA website will tell you there's rules and... And some people have actually been called out. The most famous story is Amber Heard brought her dogs over um, from America to Australia on a private jet and didn't register them with customs and didn't put them in quarantine and didn't have the proper paperwork for them. And the Australian government like really pursued her and kicked her the hell out of Australia. And I don't even know if she's allowed back, which is because she's supposed to be filming Aquaman 2 as well, like in Australia. So that was kind of a big hiccup. But for the most part, especially if you're flying into a private airport and you're international on a private jet, there essentially are no rules or regulations. You can pay off whomever if you have any kind of connections. He might even have some possible... um, I don't know what the laws are in regards to like, he's actually a resident. So he might have been able to kind of not really make waves because he is a resident. Right. But, but yeah, essentially like what we were thinking that just, yeah, if you're rich and famous and you can obviously get around <laughs> pretty much all the rules that are going on right now. And that's just, it's just ha- what is happening. But I did yeah, the right. research to try and see if, if he might get in any trouble. And it's also the South of France. So they're like, Oh, bonjour. Brad Pitt. And I guess they probably know that he's never going to single-handedly cause COVID to explode in the south of France, so they just trust him versus some homeless person that shows up. I don't know. <laughs> That's a very random I mean, I don't know. comparison. I just feel like, you know, all these countries are supposedly so strict right now with who they're letting in and who they're not. That, yeah, that... but think of the ways they're getting in versus what he did was probably fly into a private airport on a private jet. So the, the rich are immune to this disease. No, I mean, the Kardashians were in Turks and Caicos this past week, too. Yeah, they so. haven't stopped traveling the entire time. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they did a lot more travel within the U.S., obviously, when the whole Kanye thing happened. But this was really their first time leaving the U.S. And I know it, a lot of people. Well, also... didn't they also go to Puerto Rico like last month? Uh, I don't think so. They were yeah. 
I feel like, well, I don't know, maybe some of them did, but like not Kim or not the ones I care about. Like <laughs> Kim and Chloe. Like I could care less what Kendall. But they've doing. also been flying back and forth from Wyoming to LA. Yeah. I was thinking more of the Wyoming trips. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I don't want to take time from Brad because he's not the same level as the Kardashians, clearly. Oh, but no, no, no. But yeah, he's he's still in France with her, and um, and they're just hanging out. So basically, he didn't take our offers to hang with us. No, I don't think he got the message. I thought he was the number one listener of this podcast. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? I wonder if he no, no he knows. What, maybe he doesn't know what podcasts are. What kind of phone do you think he has? I hope he has like the Nokia from back in the day where all you all you can do is use Snake. I hope he has that. That'd be hilarious. That yeah, would make, probably that would make me love him even more. I wouldn't more. be surprised if he's like so far removed that he like can barely type. He doesn't even have a phone. His assistant yeah. does everything. I mean, it's possible he hasn't had Why to do anything. You, I mean, wouldn't that be the life? But yeah, that's pretty much what's going on update and Brad news. Um, if anybody else was concerned about him flying around as well, don't worry. We got we're our eyes are always on what is Brad doing. So we'll keep yeah. you posted if any if his whereabouts change in the next seven days, I guess. Yeah, I mean they will. He'll probably go back to somewhere. He'll probably come back to LA or something. But yeah, there's not a lot of information on her. Apparently, um, she grew up pretty poor. She always wanted to be a model. Um, I mean, she's real, real pretty. Uh, uh, I, yeah, we'll just see what else. We'll see if it, if he holds on to this one. I wouldn't be surprised if there's like a new flavor of the month. Yeah, I don't think this is the future Mrs. Pitt, but crazier things have occurred. As Pat Stanger would always point out, if he's already been married before, like his, he's not trying to date around again. He wants to get. And uh, and she knows more than, (laughs) I don't know who she knows more than. Well, I would argue that he's already been married and has kids. So if all he's doing now is dating around because he's got everything he needs, why does he need to get wifed up again? Because you point out that that's the behavior pattern of men who want to be in committed relationships and do want to be married, that they don't like dating around. So most likely after a divorce, Men who have previously been married are more likely to, like, remarry than men who have not been been married married. and then date the next person. They're less likely to marry that next person than somebody who's been married before. That I agree with, but I don't necessarily think this is going to be the one he marries. I think he's got a lot of time. Oh, no, I wouldn't even, like, sprinkle that in. It would just be interesting to see if he does date around or he's pretty monogamous. So he... I mean, I would definitely see him doing like a long-term girlfriend situation, but yeah, he's not one to, he, he goes pretty much from relationship to relationship. No, I agree, but maybe that's part of his problem. I mean, do we want to do He's got to learn who he is. Therapy sesh, come on over, Brad. We're happy to analyze why you do the things you do. Yeah, I think they were saying he's been, this is like the first- also, it's the press calling him a girlfriend, calling her a girlfriend, obviously, you know, like, this could yeah, be, like, the t- second time they're meeting. <laughs> I was just going to say, they've been, seated, they've been seen probably, what, twice in public? Yeah, just on this, even most recently when he left the, like, hotel this morning, 
she wasn't with him because it's already being like paparazzi everywhere and it's yeah, probably, probably pretty big probably of a nightmare. Went, I'm sure they arranged for her to go out a different way or something, whatever they do these days. But yeah, that's all right. Well, that's we'll, all the Brad Pitt news we got. We'll keep our eyes on that. Um, I know last week we promised that we would do a deep dive into Britney Spears. So um, I guess with that, we should just dive in because there's a lot just we're going to give a little background just in case not everyone is as educated on not only Britney Spears, but also like the legal piece of Britney Spears over the last. Yeah. And all these events like are like they um, go from one to another, like without one. You need to keep right. going back in the history because this is a long time exactly. situation. Yeah. So I'm sure anyone who's listening to this knows that back in 2008 is basically when Brittany had her several public mental breakdowns. Um, and as a result, they dis- her dad and many other people, but mostly her dad, set up um, the conservatorship which, there we go. Yeah. I said it. I finally <laughs> pronounced it right. It's just so many letters. Um, which um, basically puts her estate, financial assets, all of that under the control of her dad and a lawyer. Um, and I don't if people remember, I mean, this is back when she had her shaved head moment. There was a time where she had her kids sitting on her lap in the car, which people were very concerned about. And yeah. then she, she also started hanging out with some of those like shady people. There was like that guy, Sam. Um, I can't think of his last name at the oh, moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was, they were very concerned about like, you know, she's clearly not well. She has a lot of money and they didn't want to risk her like losing it all because she gave it to the right, wrong people or she spent it. So that's, basically started in 2008 um and her dad jamie spears has been in charge making all the decisions up until basically last year um where he had his own health issues so as a result they actually temporarily moved him off as the head conservator yeah, um, that makes sense. Like the primary or something. The like, primary. Yeah. And for some reason, it was like a court-appointed conservator took the place instead of having it like her mom or someone else in the family, which is kind of weird. That part, I feel like people from, you know, the articles I've been reading and a few other like podcasts I've been listening to, people still are like not really sure why that happened. But as a result, um, this woman, Jody Montgomery, has been um, in charge of her conservatorship. And actually this year, Brittany filed actually last month, which is kind of what brought all this up again. She filed to keep this woman, Jamie um, Montgomery, as her conservator going forward. So clearly she herself is showcasing that either she didn't trust her dad in that role there was something that her dad was doing in that role she didn't like and the bigger question is why is someone who is famous in the world is on tv is on social media every day is one of the biggest um you know 
celebrities that we probably know in our lifetime in this conservatorship because that's normally given to someone who has like dementia or is deemed incapacitated, which means they have no ability to take care of themselves. And many people could argue, you know, that's not the case here. I mean, we don't know 100% what's going on with Brittany. We know she clearly has had mental breakdowns. We know she's suffering from some mental illness. We don't know what. We don't know what medicine she's on, if any. But if anyone sees any of her videos on social you could, media. Uh, you would argue that she is not well. Yeah. And, I mean, if you just watch. I mean, Casey and I this weekend went down like memory lane and was watching some of the old VMAs because they were on TV and you just see how Britney is like even from 2001 is like so much more capable of like having a full conversation just, even yeah just even her eyes are so yeah. much clearer and like she doesn't have she loves to rock this and like no real shade on that but it just doesn't even make sense she always has like like the day before eyeliner on and like yeah I started noticing her definitely being off I mean again I'm not I was never a huge Britney fan obviously everyone grew up with Britney so you knew her songs I was more of a Christina fan but you still would see her on TV you couldn't escape her and you you would see like you know she obviously was very is or was very talented and capable of putting on a show but when I started to see her really decline in like her cast uh, her capacity to have like a legit conversation was when she was a judge on X Factor a few years ago oh I would say even more than a few years ago but that was like and I would say even 2009 when she started doing the circus tour well that was I was just gonna say that was shortly after the circus tour which again I I don't know if people remember when she performed on on the VMAs and like she was a little like not I mean she wasn't overweight but like compared to compared to what her body had always looked like people were like oh Britney is like not as you know shredded as she was and then she was missing her cues and a lot I mean it was a train wreck I remember watching it on the plane yes Back from and somewhere. this is um, that name earlier that you were probably looking for. Sam is her current boyfriend. Adnan Galib. Oh right, was one Adnan. was the paparazzi that she was supposed to be quote unquote like dating around this time. But then there are also rumors he was like slipping her drugs like in right. her food and exactly. like drinks and stuff. So that was kind of the beginning of like the potential like you know, what are we going to do to keep her still performing? Alive or like, well, yeah, also, like... It, I mean, to a lot of people looking at this, they argue that the conservatorship is really just the way that her dad was able to continue to make money yeah, from Britney. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you're deeming someone as, you know, incapable of spending their own money, then how are they then capable to put on tours and shows i mean keep in mind just two years ago or three years ago she was selling out in vegas yeah so it's so it's like you're allowing her to be a cash cow and like perform on stage but then she can't even make decisions and we again we don't know all the details of the conservatorship but the way it makes it sound is like she can't make 
decisions to like buy a water bottle down the street like i mean i would argue that she pro the only thing she probably can do from all like the videos that we have now of this is what she's been doing as quarantine is dance right like, everything which that we're seeing which is what you see on these videos she's yeah dancing like a little kid and it looks like she's asking for help but it could also just be this is who she is now on either the med she's on or you know whatever illness she's dealing with we there's yeah. a lot that we don't know but because of all those videos that started i mean there's the hashtag free britney that started basically from 2009 on basically from when this conservatorship began but yeah but obviously with social media and just like instagram being in your face especially this summer with everyone being stuck in home because of covid there's been an uproar of people generally concerned and people were you know hashtagging free britney you had people including some celebrities that were literally commenting on her post saying you know if if you need help wear yellow in your next um, video and then she would wear yellow in her next video and then it caused all this concern that she actually is crying out for help is there we- like a list of like when these things have taken place because I just I just feel like it's such an intense conspiracy like is well, there and that's the thing it's like are people making it a conspiracy or I mean there are there's I think diet Prada at one point did like a full recap of all of the things that had occurred okay interesting. and summed up like why this campaign existed and what people have been doing um you know as a response to it but i know casey you were going to share something that made it seem a little bit more legit oh yeah it's like well we really were like kind of on the fence about kind of covering this because it's because there's so much the, um, there's so much we don't know yeah and and we're like we if we got a diagnosis we would be able to kind of speak to that but what caught our attention was the ACLU tweeted last week, Brittany, if you are like as a person with disability, which is what the ACLU is here to help protect, like we are here to fight for you in your corner if you need the assistance. So then it's like, okay, so we are acknowledging that there is a diagnosis that leads to her being able to claim that like to be able to find assistance through disability. And I was kind of looking into that. Like we've all seen these um, announcements of having to claim, like, do you, have you ever been diagnosed or like consider having these lists of conditions? Cause you're under, you're um, provided with support under the disability act and not even support, but like legal uh, rights if you have been diagnosed with any of these abilities and anybody's trying to um, what, Oh my gosh, why can't I think of anything? I don't know the words that I want to use. If anybody was trying to unjustly like fire you and like the ACLU and this act will protect you if you have. So these are many of the disabilities protected. Oh, discrimination. You mean? Yeah. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Discrimination. So, so this could prevent, but under this is intellectual disabilities. Like these are just probably not the best for me to be like speculating on Brittany, but like, this is what the ACLU is reaching out about. So if she has intellectual disabilities, 
if we have a major depressive disorder, if there's a bipolar disorder, if there's a post-traumatic stress disorder diagnosis, that one would probably be a huge part of Britney's history. I can only imagine. Yeah, I mean, it could it could be all of them playing at the same yeah. time. I mean, again, you have to think about a girl who has basically been in the limelight since she was like six. Yeah. I mean, she was being groomed for the Mickey Mouse Club and then was in the Mickey Mouse Club. And then obviously Britney became Britney and like the rest is history. So this person has never really been not in front of the cameras and developed and became a somewhat functioning human in front of the cameras. And I mean, we see how that affects celebrities today, especially with social media. I mean, a lot of them don't, it doesn't end well. So it's, and she was always the dancer too. Like when we had Christina right. versus Brittany, uh, it was not like a versus because it was like, well, Christina's the voice and Brittany is like the overall is the entertainer. Like, entertainer. Yeah. So I want to keep doing a Vegas, like the Vegas situation per- for her was probably pretty perfect. perfect. Yeah. Cause it was like an, like a stable job. Yeah, I think you and I were about to say the same thing. So, yeah, exactly. And, like, it's in one, like, safe, enclosed area to get from, like, A to B. But I can also understand where she's, like, what is my life right now? But I don't even know if she's really, like, do we, do you, would you argue that she's actively trying to get removed? Because it really seems like this is okay for her. Well, that's the thing. Like, there was there were requests for her dad to no longer be her conservator conservator. Then, you know, she did ask for this to be extended. It's extended to February, 2021. So like, that's the other thing that's really random is like, again, normally if someone's deemed like incapacitated, it's not like, Oh, you do it for a year. And then you switch out. Like, cause usually someone's incapacitated from, you know, if they have dementia, it's not like they're going to get better again. Yeah. And then again, depending on this diagnosis and all that other stuff, like. Right. But then the other thing that's like another playing factor is the family piece, which her, okay. So her parents were married for a lot of her childhood. um, And her dad and her mom eventually got divorced. And like two years ago, her mom or last year, her mom, um, which I just think it's interesting for people to know that her dad's name is Jamie and her mom's name is Lynn and her sister's well, that's where name is Jamie, Jamie Lynn. It's Jamie yeah. Lynn. So just because you might hear these names and be like, didn't you just say that name? No, this is legit. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's fascinating that Brittany was not Jamie Lynn, you know? I thought the same they- thing <laughs> because she's <laughs> the older daughter. Yeah, um, there you go. <laughs> and, she has, and I think she has either one or they have one or two brothers. I can't remember. Um, I know there's at least one brother because... There's been a brother who's been lately actually out on, he was on one or two podcasts talking specifically about the conservatorship and saying like in defense of it. And, but then you also have Lynn, um, her mom, who last year filed a motion to be involved in the conservatorship process. So clearly she was concerned. She was concerned and there actually were, not to verify the free, free Britney movement, but there has been, she has liked some of the comments with hashtag free Britney. 
Um, so that's Very, interesting. So she's stoking the fire. She's acknowledging that this stuff is going on. And then she you has have the, the capacity sister. to understand what is going on. Exactly. And then you have Jamie, who is, um, or Jamie Lynn, I should say, this is the younger sister, who is also a celebrity. People probably know her from Zoe. Um, but Zoe 101? Zoe 101, yep. Okay. That was her show. Sorry, yeah, Zoe 101. <laughs> for, those, for those who didn't know the real, you know, who weren't down and watched it. No, episode. I was not down. <laughs> um, I think Jamie watched it. But I, I watched it. I watched it too. But how not, old were we, you guys? We were definitely older. But I had a younger brother, so it was like a justified. Even if he wasn't watching it, I just, as, as an excuse to oh, watch. Okay, it. all right. Um, but yeah. So Jamie Lynn is also a trustee. Um, which I know. Which I feel I think, like is the best decision. I feel like Jamie is the like yeah, least because, motivated. Well, because, and also, Jamie knows what it's like to be grown up in this limelight. I mean. Yeah. Not to the she, not to the extent of her sister, but like well, she, she thought, out and then she left yeah, her, uh... and she's seen you know how her sister has probably changed. Um, yeah, but then the other thing, which I don't even, I know we didn't discuss this before, but earlier this summer when the whole Kanye West story came out, you had Halsey post on Instagram about that. Yeah, she, she did a whole um, album about mental illness because she herself suffers from and that we you know without knowing what's going on you can't just make comments and judge which is true like let's yeah. justify like as much as we're talking about this we and all she specifically know. um has a bipolar diagnosis right very frustrated how people were making um statements about kanye and his bipolar diagnosis and then jamie lynn actually like liked it and then made a comment herself basically like defending that same sentiment and I think someone like went after her about her sister and she was like only my sister can um you know make comments on her health which is true and I was like, gonna say she handled all like she what handled could have it really been. well yeah yeah and very maturely and very uh just respect I know it was very respectfully like what um Halsey did as well was a really great thing to point out too because this disease takes like multiple forms and the ups and downs and and people don't treat it with any respect and it's like it's thrown around a lot but when you see something like that happen like it was happening with Kanye like that unfortunately happens to everyday people but they right. don't a have like the funds to get the help that they always need and the support nor, system of people. Yeah. Nor is it easy to get that for people unless they basically say they're going to harm themselves or someone else. Right. So it's and, really frustrating, like a uh, catch 22 throughout the whole process yeah. when somebody's doing a, a bipolar break. Exactly. And like what I think I understand from the trustee piece is um, like, at least in the filing that Jamie Lynn um, put through last week is that she asked for control of the money that would be stored in a trust fund that's set for Brittany's kids. So obviously like Brittany, I mean, Jamie Lynn is just, she just wants to make sure that the boys are taken care of because maybe she is concerned that that's not, daddy is not either putting that as the center of the focus because there has been issues with, I mean, obviously we, we, 
we hinted that there's issues because Jamie or Brittany herself asked for her dad to be no longer part of the conservatorship, but also there have been a lot of stories in the, over the years that he isn't necessarily great to the kids. Jaden. Yeah, there, there was, um, Jaden was 10 one... years ago. Yeah. There was a, he got violent with the children, uh, while Brittany was watching them because Brittany needs all of Brittany's custody has to be, um, visitation has to be included with her custody visit. So apparently he was watching them and he got violent. Yeah, and Jamie or Jaden, which is one of her kids, was mm-hmm. on TikTok last year and like so, kind of did like a um, Mason Kardashian move where it was like he was on, <laughs> he was on and he wasn't supposed to be on and like someone asked him a question about his grandpa and he was like I fucking hate my grandpa he's mean to me and my and my mom and like that could mean anything obviously a kid saying that yeah but, but at the same time he's it's not helping speaking the yeah. Truth. It's not, not helping the argument so again there's so much up in the air and like we don't fully know but we wanted to like do a real assessment of what's out there and try to put it together so that people kind of understand what's going on even though like we really don't know yeah and as much as we as as invasive as it is I was trying to look up Jaden um Jaden like how old Jaden was because he's much older than you expect uh, and we're yeah, really I mean, old now. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, Macaulay Culkin just turned 40. So, like, if that's going to make you feel old, I don't <laughs> yeah, know Yeah, Jaden's 13 now. So when he was on TikTok right. doing this, like, he's 11, 12 years old. So, like, it's not like – like, he is seeing certain sides of it and he'll – but, like, it's not like he can be dismissed, you know? Like, right. It's interesting. But – um Oh, it's just so complicated with we don't know what the diet I also don't think it would be like a bipolar diagnosis I I I think it's like a post-traumatic with also like an intellectual disorder like you don't think it could potentially be like Amanda Biden's situation like schizophrenia no no Okay. I don't, but I'm not. I mean, I guess it would be hard to do um, a show every night for that long. I mean, unless it's taken care of. I mean, that's the thing. It's just, I don't know. I, I think mean, that's what... where she probably feels the safest and like most in control would be performing and putting on a show. Well, because that's what she's been training her whole life. But yeah, exactly. So and it's, it's just, what it's controllable. It's just her doing the steps. And, and she's on. good at it and she loves it i mean she loves to be exercising and doing like that's all she's been doing in quarantine and stuff until she like, burned her gym down i know she burned her <laughs> then, gym down with a candle which like also why do you have a candle in your gym but <laughs> so many interesting things happening maybe she was doing also like soul cycle you know like in- yeah <laughs> and that boyfriend of hers like i don't know oh, yeah so that's the new sam mm-hmm. one i mean it's just I don't think anybody can actually be in a relationship with her. Cause when, when she does have these conversations to the camera, it's not that different from when I watch a six to eight year old, you know, try and kind of give an instructional video. It's yeah. It's, it's very it's rough to, to watch. watch. Yeah. And it, we and also it's... used to watch all her interviews. Well, in, yeah. 
when she was 16 17 18 she didn't sound like this well so it's I very mean, clear that you know something is really stepping in and preventing her from having kind of um an adult mindset so i don't know if yeah. it's like a medication related or it's like everything was so stressful for her like with the divorce with the paparazzi yeah that she she really just yeah her mental break was so significant she like never really came back from it yeah she like retreated i mean yeah it's it's really as much as again you could be a fan or not of hers what either way it's a very sad story because it's like we're all witnessing it and whatever's happening whether we should be helping or not like we can't and it's just sad to watch because you know something's going on and you know and we all just like want her to be healthy and happy but yeah you don't want her to be manipulated any more than she already has I mean the woman has been through enough even before having these like financial conservatorships like even just having everything that led up to that was enough and now she's being potentially manipulated yeah and we're not again yeah again we're like not we weren't obsessed with britney when her stuff was coming out but like we were so obsessed with pop culture and trl and like she was pop culture for so many years yeah and so from the age of 11 12 like that was yeah i remember dancing to hit me baby one more time at my bat mitzvah (laughs) exactly and I'm so sure just, really all the grandparents love seeing yeah. that. <laughs> so she's just been in our lives for 20 years. And, yeah. and it's she's been not... just a very big roller, like complicated roller coaster for her. And we're just hoping that she is okay. But, but then I don't even know if she has the mental capacity to like understand what is okay well, for her. Say, so okay even mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's, ugh. I'm just really glad that we got the. Uh, but I mean, the she's Adnan only Galibs and like Kevin was never taking advantage of her. I really feel like Kevin really loved her. No, but... and, and isn't that sad? Because people were really hating on him. Oh my god! When he right? came around, like he was yeah. the enemy. Meanwhile, yeah, he was. He was probably one of her best suitors. Uh, yeah. But yeah, keep in mind she's only 38. Like she's only a few years older than us. Yeah, that's why it's just like, oh my god! Like we, as much as we would, it's like don't know that much about our discography or could like name all this stuff. Like we, that's why we feel the kinship of just we've also been watching her grow up as like she's been in our lives for twenty years again. So yeah. it's just, yeah, we're. Just, I mean, it, who can forget it, the famous photo of her and Justin in their matching denim in denim outfit? <laughs> I mean, that's such I was, an iconic I was also moment. Reminiscing of when it when she was made out with colin farrell outside on the balcony i mean and it was like the only kiss he was like yeah i was gonna say we only kissed because she was like like two days she was with colin farrell i was like yeah get it girl oh and we're all and he was so i love colin farrell so much but he did it was right before he really entered some he was probably in the midst of really dark days because yeah was definitely before before his sex uh his um... um i think so but even before i yeah again i don't have to do a timeline situation i would think it would have been at the height of whatever alcohol and drug abuse he was enduring because i think oh, even when the yeah. sex tape came out 
he was sober. Like, I don't think that really had much to do with, it was just like, unfortunate that he made a sex tape with the, I think it was the mother of his first child. The model. And, I don't know. If, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Or if they even had a child, but it was very much like, that was a very invasive, like kind of like OG Pam and Tommy, like tape was stolen type situation like it wasn't like he got a um it wasn't a kim kardashian let's yeah i was gonna say it wasn't a paris hilton he didn't get vivid to sign over two million dollars to him or anything like that but you know i think his britney kiss would have been like Lindsay lohan era when he was also yeah yeah, he would have probably been doing a bunch of cocaine and 2003 (laughs) it was they showed up at the um the recruit um, so 2003 because I feel like she was supposedly I mean I feel like she was too young and we were like what So two, okay she would have been 22 okay she was born in 81 but yeah it was not much after her and Justin breaking up and it was definitely oh, what a time to be alive oh yeah she, it would have been right yeah she married Federline in 2004 so it was yep. like only she had like that was the only person that she made out in between <laughs> Well, Justin. no, there was that whole rumor of her <laughs> and Wade Robson, who was the... Oh, the, so why um, Br- Brittany and Justin or, even broke up. Yeah, yeah, the choreographer slash also one of Michael Jackson's victims. So everything, like, is connected. It's crazy. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously, if anything else comes out, it seems like every week or so there tends to be another filing of paperwork. But whether that means anything or not is still TBD. But... We'll uh, we'll keep our eyes on that one because I'm just so damn damn curious about what the hell is gonna go on with with that um, situation. I don't know. I don't think it's gonna end well either way, but we shall see. I'm just glad that if that there's not a primary conservator and it's it's being spread out a little bit more. Yeah, and I so think having happen. having more of her like family that actually cares about her involved is not yeah a bad, is not a yeah because her and her sister are very close and her sister has really um shown that uh yeah her sister's not one to like retreat from anything or like run and hide, you know like i yeah. thought she was just this cute little girl that was um that was like oh no i have to like i have my baby and we gotta get married and then but no Brit- jamie is really um showing that she's got her own voice and i'm into it yeah so did my little did my voiceover work make any sense you know what i was talking about like when she was 17 and she's like oh i i can't be on the show anymore and like work at nick nick jr yeah i mean i got what you were saying okay cool (laughs) (laughs) i was like ah i just went into a different place in my head yeah no i mean i understood what you're saying whether anyone else listening will is tbd but they'll let us know let us know on the gram. Yeah. Comment on the gram if you <laughs> do not understand what I was referring yeah, to. Yeah, just case Lynn. you didn't make sense. Um, should we go to our what we've been avoiding talking about? Yeah, because it just, uh, we don't, we're assuming that this is adding to like kind of the overall just depression of this weekend. I don't know. Maybe it's just, I'm, I just feel super uh, this weekend. It I mean, probably has a lot to do with, you know, what's going on in our country. But, also just mr mr chadwick boseman has left us and it's really 
Uh, yeah, it's really devastating. He passed away. Uh, he has been battling colon cancer for three years. Uh, some outlets are saying he passed away at the age of 42. Some are saying 43. Yeah, his I looked it up because I was confused yeah. why I kept seeing that. His birthday is in November, so I guess like this year he would be. If the be. math was, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. But somebody was smart enough to do the math and said 42. Yeah, but um, yeah, he, he died Friday night, August 28th. Uh, and it was a, na- I mean, did it, did it come out? on instagram first I, and that's how it was announced or you yeah because i wanted you to tell the story that i of got real time of what was happening yeah i got the tmz alert and we were on our infamous friday night zooms with right. um the college crew that lasts six hours yeah and it was what 11 30 i think I don't think it was that late. I think it oh, was, no, but it was ma- definitely, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was definitely later in the evening. And yeah. Yeah. All of a Maybe sudden, it was like nine 30 my time. Okay. I got a TMZ alert and I like read it and it just like, didn't even make sense. So I was like, nah. And then I looked at it again and I, on the zoom said to you guys, yeah. like, I You're feel like, like this is a joke. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happened. Cause it's saying that Chadwick Boseman died. And like, yeah, and then I just Googled. And I was and... like, but he's so young. And like, no, yeah. none of, and none of us knew because he never revealed that he had been battling colon cancer. It was first um, stage three. And, and then I guess. 38. Yeah. And I guess over time, it obviously didn't go away or we don't know all the details, but um, it went to stage four and, and there were some videos of him recently where he looked very thin and a lot of people online were like calling it out being you know commenting but obviously no one knew what and uh and now a lot of people i was seeing after the announcement like posting see you never know what someone's dealing with like you shouldn't be commenting because i guess you know especially he's so famous for black panther and 42 and all these movies where he's like this very powerful strong man and he's you know pretty much in shape and here he looked in this video also yeah in in, uh the five bloods also like just was released on netflix oh right like last month and i watched that yeah and that's what people were saying it's like he managed to get to do so many movies like in the last three or four years when he was suffering and nobody, all everybody no, that he worked with was like, I had, you know, he, he always showed up. Spike Lee also said like, he was a consummate professional. Like we didn't know that he, it was suffering. He showed up every single day, no complaints, no mention of any kind of suffering. I know. And Just, I was watching an interview with him where he was talking about how, you know, these two terminally ill boys were so impressed by black panther and loved the movie and they wrote him letters and he was writing them back and clearly and he was writing these letters having his own issues with cancer and just like to watch that video of him talking about how much it touched him and now knowing like what he was dealing with when he was writing those letters yeah it was like whoa i mean and um he apparently what i was reading is he was he was um he had a girlfriend but apparently he married her at some point yeah um Uh, between very recently very recently i guess just to make sure you know she's taken care of it's 
and he probably you know he wanted that he wanted that woman to be his wife you know yeah like yeah. no it's it's i mean he seemed like a really genuine great upstanding human that was really in movies that were you know moving the needle in the right in the in the, the direction we'd like things to go in terms of the world and well, he was also an a, a, like a black actor that was being cast as such prominent characters in Indeed. multiple things. Yeah. So it was like, right, oh, James Brown, is... Jackie Bro- Robinson. Yeah, like he's able. He what a chameleon we have right now, and like this is not usually an opportunity that black actors get by any means. And like, right. and I loved what Issa Rae also pointed out of like he's a Denzel anointed like next generation. Yep. Um, cause oh, who reached out to Denzel to help pay for his, um, cause he went to Howard and then he, I want to, was he at Yale drama? They were trying to get him over to RADA. He went um, to British, England. British American yeah. drama Academy. Yeah. Oh, okay. So sorry. It wasn't RADA, but yeah, but Denzel yeah, he... helped pay for that scholarship, but it was another actor or actress that like got in touch with Denzel to be like, Hey, this guy Oh, it was Rashida, uh, uh, Rashida, um, well, I was going to say, I read it, I read a story about how when Angela Bassett came to Howard to speak as like the, you know, graduation speech, it was the year Chadwick was graduating and she, he like was picked to be her escort to like bring her up on the stage and that years later, he plays, you know, her son in Black Panther and how it was like a full circle moment. Oh, yeah. And she was talking about that. I mean, everyone, I mean, obviously. It was when- Felicia Rashad. That's who I, I oh, okay. her last name. So Rash- Felicia Rashad is, um, does, it participates in a lot of the drama stuff that at the school that he was at. And she okay. was like, Denzel, you need to come see this dude. And, like, help him get a scholarship so he can go over to England. Yeah. Because she also went to Howard. So she helps out with their acting program. Got it. So it's just, yeah. It was just, like, oh, so, Like, he had what everybody was expecting to have the world at his feet. And, like, the beginning of... He was, yeah. I mean, he was only 42. Important, yeah. And it's such an... And, and, and just the intense... Um, impact of that character and the film in itself of being King T'Challa it's so, it, what he does with that character is so unreal and and it was transformative and it was beyond just the film and then everybody was like everybody's now hoping that they don't recast because production yeah. for number two was supposed to happen in 2022 and they don't want to recast. They're hoping that the care the actress that played his sister um, is it Letitia White? She's so good in the movie. Oh my god, she almost steals a whole dang thing. Um, and she uh, is. They want her to hopefully like take over for that character and just be the new Black Panther. Yeah, I can't which- imagine they're gonna replace him because. Yeah. You can't. I you mean, can. if you saw these, like, it's so iconic and who he is and just the whole film is so great. Well, and apparently there is one movie left that he did film before 
he passed that's supposed to come out on Netflix. Um, oh, Letitia Wright. Yeah, not white. Yeah. I was reading. I, I don't know what it's about, but it was called like Ma Rainey's Black Bottom or something. Um, I think Ma it's IMDb. So I think yeah, you're right. I think it's, yeah, I think it's like an August Wilson play or loosely based off of it. I don't know, but I'm sure, I'm sure whatever it is, it's good because I think it was actually produced by Denzel Washington. I think there's a connection there too with Denzel. And Viola Davis is in it. Oh my God. Viola, I see anything she's in. So, Coleman Domingo, um, he is from the second Walking Dead spinoff. So, I'm sure you're. I was just gonna say so clearly Casey has a poster of him in her room (laughs) (laughs) oh my god what if I still had posters of dudes in my room not too far but I was just gonna say Coleman Domingo's dope but yeah you would I just wanted to drop that name because it's like you would have no idea what he's from (laughs) yeah I have no idea he's been in a bunch of other things other but uh yeah uh yeah my it's it's put based on the Pulitzer Prize winning August Wilson play yeah, that's what I and thought. And it's just, oh, yeah, just it's just a shocking because he's so young and yeah, he was and doing like, this in private and just like with everything else happening, it's like yeah. another person. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Another talented. He had to be this level iconic. Yeah. Um. Yeah, for the black community and and the fact that he died on Jack was it Jackie Brown Jackie Robinson's birthday. <laughs> I was combining his two. No, I think um, like, I think it was close by, but I think it was the um, same day as MLK's "I Have a Dream" speech. Yes, but there was also a connection with Jackie Robinson. I think it was. I think it was a birth- couple days after his birthday. I'm just googling Jackie Robinson. Or there was something. No, Jackie oh. Robinson was born. Yeah, <laughs> January they kept 31st. saying something like how interesting it was. Jackie Robinson. And Chad, well, it's just going to bring up Chadwick Boseman as I was obsessed with Jackie Robinson as a kid. Whenever we had to do reports, I'm like, I remember the, we had to do a book report and I chose a Jackie Robinson biography. <laughs> Teacher was like, no, like, you need like a, like you're supposed to do a book. I mean, there's like a, not a fictional book. I was like, well, this is the one I read. <laughs> yeah, true. But like, honestly, you could have picked something way worse. So she shouldn't have really judged you. Well, I just completely fucked up the assignment because it was not. Oh. <laughs> well, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, that was really, there also conveniently was no breakup of the week. Oh, it's what they observed Jackie Robinson Day. Oh, okay. That's what it was. I, I knew it was something. Um, but yeah, oddly enough, it's like the first week ever that there's like no breakup of the week. So we just felt like yeah. this broke, this news broke our hearts. So it was yeah. like also our breakup of the week because now our love for him has well you just have to watch black panther because you're no, it's not, not it's, a superhero it's, person so yeah it, it's you're gonna, gonna really love it though of i will all of the marvel ones that i would i would well only recommend i was gonna love it one. even with just michael b jordan so like yeah it it's just in general like yeah you'll just i would be very curious to see what your actual feedback is because you, know you never watch that genre yeah 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 the good news yeah. is I have never stingy on feedback. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like the feedback for this one's going to be like, I was into it from beginning to end, and I don't want to watch another Marvel movie. <laughs> Which <laughs> like, I probably right. never will Fair anyway. enough. So, yeah. like, as long as you like this one. It's just a really great 
movie. But yeah, if there's anything also, it's a great standalone film too. If there's anything that is kind of confusing because it does all have to kind of go into each other, then I can fill in those holes for you. Right. You know, because I didn't fall asleep last night at 3 a.m. watching <laughs> fucking Endgame for the 900th time. Like, I don't know what... Like, it's pretty colors. Like, something is wrong with my brain. <laughs> uh, it's fine. It's quarantine. Better that than you doing morphine. <laughs> oh, but if I mean, if I can get a hold of some morphine, <laughs> <laughs> that would make quarantine go a lot faster. Uh, I mean, that would be crazy. That would be like some, like, 19th century, like, you know, some weird... If a, who's doing morphine these days? I don't know. Can they come around with a morphine drip like those IV guys come when they when you're like? Oh yeah, when you get the um the vitamin drips. Yeah, they also have a morphine. Maybe, drip. maybe they have a morphine drip too for hangovers. Yeah. Anything's possible. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'll get my covered wagon. And we'll go west for gold. <laughs> well, speaking of uh things you were watching at 3 a.m should we get to what we're what we've been watching? oh yeah yeah perfect good way to pick up on that segue yeah um uh, yeah yeah you go for or, okay uh, if you want to start that off yeah i'll start off so you know i love a good documentary and the hbo especially from hbo but hbo just came out with a new one called the vow which is all about the um sex cult nexium nexium which when is I that hear also ne- a pill? Yeah. It, it, <laughs> yeah. Well, every time I hear of it, I always think it is like the drug. Oh, you see- it, oh yeah, acid reflux medication. <laughs> yeah, no, and of course I'm gonna know what Nexium is. Yeah. Someone who suffers from. I was like, I was like, is it, it somebody we know it, on this? It yeah. also didn't work for me. Neither, <laughs> neither did the cult. Um, <laughs> yeah. So okay, but it's a cult of the same name. You pronounce it the same way. Yeah, you pronounce it the same way, although it's spelled with like Roman numerals versus. Yeah, ne- okay, Nexium. they're so cool. Yeah. Nexium, the <laughs> drug, is spelled with actual letters. But that yeah. should have been the first flag of like when you join that cult. Of, like, hey, what what are we doing with this Roman numerals? I know. Here, you guys. They just needed Michelle to show up and be like, guys, we're named after acid reflux. <laughs> do we not yeah. see the issue? Can we here? rebrand? <laughs> like, we might do better in the media if we rebrand Nexium. <laughs> But yeah, so I don't I don't know how many episodes there are, but this past week was the first episode of this documentary that's following a, num- a number of people who are actually in this cult. Um, which you is- mean the entire cast of Smallville? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, the girl. So the way it starts off is it's basically, um, I think it's the guy who. Um, was the filmmaker of the documentary What the Bleep, which apparently I never saw it, is like supposed to be one of the best documentaries of all time. And like it, he, What's it, it, has about? To, it has to do with similar stuff. Like he, he talks about what he brings to, why he like comes to this cult. And it's because he just does this documentary that's all about the spiritual world and like physics and like, what do we know? What do we don't know? And again, it's like all, what all these cults are based off of like, is there something bigger than us? Can we be involved in our own destiny? Like you have control, blah, 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 blah. But the thing that I found really interesting about the vow and especially because, I mean, you kind of hinted at it, but before I really, I mean, you'd hear stuff in the news, kind of bubbling up right before the the cult got exposed 
but you really only heard about there were a lot of people from Smallville who just happened to be part of this <laughs> this, this cult, and you were like, okay, well. And I, I definitely was into Smallville when it first came out, and then I be, I, then I got older. But yeah, yeah, I was so into the first like couple of seasons, so I thought that was very funny. So I remember that, and then also like in the last few years, hearing about it being a sex cult, it being something taking place like north of the city, and like this guy Keith Rainier, but like not really knowing to the extent of what was happening besides that there was a sex cult and then at some point women were being like branded. Yeah, and then I think I think I started to hear the most information about it when a, either one specific mother or a couple of parents were publicly going to the media being like oh, my daughter's in a cult and yeah. this is the only way I can even communicate with her and I need you guys to understand that there is a cult out there that is like we right. have three families trying to save their daughters and stuff. Yeah. And so, and, and yeah, so like it's, it's similar, you know, that piece happens with so many cults, but what I thought is the most interesting, I mean, again, it's similar to some of these Scientology documentaries or some of these other docs where it involves former um, members that come out and really expose the cult and so these two former members one of which is this guy that um did what the bleep but the two of them both start off in the first episode talking about obviously what drew them there and again i didn't know to the extent of like what their whole shtick was but it was all about self-improvement and the way that they like oh it's so fascinating in the first in the first episode at least the way that they make it seem and in how they really got people I mean they did go for individuals but then they also seem to have like some kind of way of getting high you know fortune 500 fortune 500 country uh companies to like basically adapt this technology for their own L&D purposes at their companies L&D as in learning and development. Learning and development. So, like, I was just watching this as, like, someone who works in corporate America who has also worked with a lot of people in learning and development and, like, worked on communicating a lot about learning modules and, like, how to better yourself in coaching, in managing difficult conversations, or in any of this, like, mumbo-jumbo that they would give managers to, like, better prep themselves and it was like disguised as this ESP like executive success program through this this call and I was like oh like this is a different way to market and I'm it's kind of giving them more legitimacy because if these fortune 500 companies are saying that you know propaganda or whatever the hell technology that they're claiming it is is helping you better yourself and become better in everything that you're wishing to do and it's working in a corporate level like that's, and why wouldn't you sign up for a why, weekend retreat right if your company is yeah is that is next so level. i was like oh i am into this because this is just as easily could have happened like at our former place of work <laughs> Without saying oh where. Oh my god! Actually, no oh, joke. Probably did. The woman who was like the deemed like the brainchild of this with that guy Keith Rainier. 
who I didn't really see before the documentary, but now in the doc, you're like, oh, she's like his right hand man, kind of. She yeah. looks like any VP of learning <laughs> and development that you would see at any company. Oh, so I'm just terrifying. It's terrifying, and yet like the smartest marketing move. Yeah, and you, so, you also get indoctrined into this business speak, whether right. you want to or not. You have to start communicating this way within your emails and within your meetings, just to like be, seem professional. Like I don't really. I mean, I do it, and I hate that I do it, but it's like. It's how everyone speaks. I know. And like the fact that there is this learning module that justifies it and seemed like innocent, but then clearly. It would be a hundred percent something that would get adapted (laughs) so quickly. So I'm just curious to see like, and what's also crazy in the first episode, the Dalai Lama shows up and like that and basically. Signs off on it. Signs off on it and applauds them for all the good work that they're doing. Oh, so, so you're like whoa you got the Dalai Lama to say that this stuff's legit like okay I am in I cannot wait for the next episode because it's all like smoking ponies right it's like yep. look over here while we do this over here and yeah man that's why I don't trust magic <laughs> <laughs> well yeah I mean I don't trust it I just love watching it but I yeah it. <laughs> I know it scares you to life but it's like oh my favorite thing in the world but yeah I mean so again it's only the first episode I highly recommend it, at least from the first episode. I'm sure the sex trafficking and branding and all that stuff's about to happen. But right now, I'm like, yeah, I could totally see why, like, people signed up for this. Or, like, if my company was offering for me to go to a retreat, like, I could have just as easily been one of these schmucks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I got two on my end. One, I'm sure, is what a lot of people are already checking out on their own because if you like, you should be a fan of HBO no matter what. But Lovecraft Country on HBO Max oh, right. is incredibly confusing. So if anybody wants to explain it to me, DM me again. <laughs> um, Napa and I were texting about it today. I was like, "What is going on?" But Tony Goldwyn showed it in a, showed up on the second episode, so that was oh, exciting. Our boy Tony, love him. Um, yeah, we love you, Tony. Michelle. Oh, wait, did you? No, I think other people at the place of work um, used to run into him on the Upper East Side. I don't think you have. No, I never did. Yeah. But, I mean, I but did they, yeah, they've run into him. Yeah, exactly. And we saw him on Promises and Promises on Broadway. Oh, yeah. And we, like, forgot that he, we saw him on And Broadway I forgot that I even saw, saw that. <laughs> yes. I know. For the first time, you, like, forgot something. And I was like, no, I remember this. And uh, so that's really good. It's a great, great show. I would just point out because um, it's backed by Jordan Peele and J.J. Abrams as executive producers. It is based on a novel that I saw today. I read that and I was like, oh, OK. But I forgot the name of the novel. So I'm sorry. Um, but it's done, written, created. Um, I think also maybe a couple directed episodes by Misha Green, who I really like Misha Green's other work, which is um, with uh, Journey, uh, Journey, Journey uh, Smollett. That's right. Is that how we say the last name? Smollett. Smollett. Uh, they did Underground together, and that was oh. a show that got canceled before its prime. Um, that was like a summer hit that I watched. But I'm yeah, I'm super interested into all, in all those TV makers. Um, I mean, yeah. now that I have CBS All Access, I definitely want to check out Twilight Zone by Jordan Peele. Um, and then totally 
flipping that over. Oh no, Gordo got a bouncy toy ball. Hold on. Um, to like flip that over to something completely different would be um, you can rent it on iTunes and probably other ways to rent things. Is oh, Gordon, don't play with that ball. We're recording. <laughs> See, people, we don't edit. I took it. Um, and he, they, it's a uh, Nikolai Castorwaldo who played Jamie. Lannister from Game of Thrones, your other favorite TV show, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody didn't watch a single episode. Actually, I watched the first episode. And oh, then... and then you got so turned off by the incest when everybody yeah. else got turned on. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I don't need to watch this. Bye. <laughs> so that dude who banged his sister stars in this movie. And it was a real good thriller. I was very freaked out uh, for most of the film. It definitely did not go the way I was expecting it to. And those are pretty much cut and dry movies. You know, you're like, oh, bad guy, good guy. Good guy kills bad guy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, this one was not. This was oh, not this... the case. Oh, it just, it, like halfway through is where the typical ending, like what occurs would normally be the ending of a movie. And that was just, the that was the, um, not even the midpoint, but that was like the, uh, pin- it's not the pinnacle. Ugh, my God. Hi, Max. I- yeah, thanks, bud. Ugh, my words are just, I even had coffee. Even to like get it going, but I think Sunday. it backfired on yeah, me. Yeah, it's just Sunday. And, uh, and so that was, uh, but you, I don't know if we've discussed the fact that this, but your favorite Chris of the Hollywood Chris's. Pine. Chris Pine's girlfriend, Annabelle Wallace, uh, was it in. So I don't know if you were if you knew that they were dating, but they're definitely quarantining together. I mean, I don't think I. But knew I also that. don't even know. Do you know who she? Because like I, but I, I don't even really know that she is who she is. Besides that, yeah. Because I was trying British. to think if there's anything. I know he's with someone British. Yeah, she's definitely British. Yeah, and she's good in everything she's in, and she gets a lot of like high praise. Like she's like next girl, uh, like names in the street. Like ooh, get Annabelle, Annabelle. But I could not honestly tell you, like, what she's known for, or she's it a really cute, generic blonde. She was in Peaky Blinders, woman. which... I watched, so yeah. I don't yeah. And the horror movie Annabelle, The Mummy. No, thank you. Okay. The Tudors. Oh, yeah. that's right. She's, like, none the lead this, in The Mummy. And she none of this is something Cruise. I would watch, but... Yeah. 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 So that's... Oh, I watched The Tudors. Oh, she plays his second wife. Third wife, I think, on that um i think yeah but but and tutors was like nearly 20 no it's like 15 years yeah wasn't that with oh my god um who he has been... three first names yeah and he like his alcoholism destroyed his life yeah yeah he's sober now he's still working he's still like beyond gorgeous um jonathan reese myers yeah yes i wasn't looking it up you guys that's how my brain works. i was gonna say because wasn't his bit wasn't he in um Bend It Like Beckham or one of those movies? You got it. Yeah. Okay. Bend It Like Beckham was like yeah, his first I feel first like he was so big then and then like he was dealing with alcoholism and Yeah, like and he's relapsed a handful yeah. of times and um, but he's still working and yeah. he's not gets... as much as he could have I'm sure if he didn't And he drugs. didn't really stay, he didn't stay in LA. He stayed in Ireland, in London. Like mm. he was, like he came over to break and stuff and then it was very clear like he needed to go to rehabs and get that sorted out and so 
I think a lot of his um, like LA and US work kind of shut down after that and or for his own like mental health and his family he was like I'm gonna stick to more like British productions Mm. well all right well I think we gave a lot of options for people to either watch or tune in a lot of variety yeah we got a documentary we got a scary movie and then we have a weird sci-fi tv show so yeah pick your poison exactly and I guess we'll See you guys next week and we'll give you the latest and greatest and hopefully we'll have a more uplifting story or stories I should say to uh, provide. Yeah, we're going to hope next all we can do is hope next week's going to be better than this week. Literally that's, just, that, that's the slogan <laughs> the t-shirt of, we're going to keep wearing. Of COVID. <laughs> Let's hope next week is better. Better than this week. <laughs> and on that you have a wonderful rest of your day kids. Peace out. Cub Scouts. Bye. Bye.